Why do you think this has become a passion project of some conservatives? I continue hearing people making the argument that we're doing it because we want to prevent our students from having discomfort or guilt because we don't want our students to be able to really wrestle with these really difficult things in times when they're maturing as individuals and difficult historical points. But the thing I realized and, and I wanted to speak out about it is that's actually not true. It's, it's, it's a guise. It's not about making kids uncomfortable. It's not saying. about making kids feel uncomfortable. It's about telling other kids that they shouldn't understand their own power. That's castrating them. All right, welcome back on this Tuesday. That bald bastard that you just heard there, Governor Westmore, thinks that uh, by restricting certain books, like sexualized books for children or racist books or what they claim to be racist books from school libraries, they are telling kids that they shouldn't understand their own power and it is castrating them. Uh, what power are we talking about? <laughs> man, man, they try to twist it every way from Sunday, don't they? What power are we talking about? I'm just curious. We don't want to show these children these types of books because, number one, the young readers that are reading them, this is pornography to them. So, number one, we don't want them seeing that because not only is it pornography, but me being a Christian myself, and I would say most other Christians, and even if you're not Christian, how about just the fact that you're a a decent human being? We don't want to teach our uh, five- and six-year-olds about sexual situations what they really have no grasp and understanding of, uh, and we don't want them to look at books that is depicting sexual acts, specifically sexual acts in most of these books, between, for some odd reason, uh, boy on boy, girl on girl, or adult man on young child, or adult woman on young child. <laughs> Call me crazy, but that doesn't seem like the type of reading that we should be showing anybody, let alone our kids. I'm not a, a book bander myself, but these particular types of books are only really written for one particular reason, and that is to groom children, whether they want to admit that or not. As far as racist books, if they are books that are depicting one particular race as being evil based upon the color of their skin, then why would we allow children to read that? And what books we're talking about, we're talking about books that make, uh, they're really creating race tension. They're going to make black children view white people as evil, and they will have white children viewing black people as they are unable white kids that read that will feel demonized and feel bad about themselves they'll feel bad that they are the color that they are to no fault of their own and for nothing that they have done in their lives and black children will feel that they cannot survive and cannot make it in this world without whitey's help <laughs> it just i wouldn't even consider any of this literature it's trash at best but the reason that we keep all of this out or we're banning these particular items from the bookshelves of schools is this is not what we're supposed to be teaching our children. I would advise anybody to get your kids out of school. I mean, I have to be 100% honest with you. We are in a situation where if your child is in the public school system, they are harming your child. It is abuse 
towards your children. They are abusing your children. It's abusive. That's the word I was looking for there. It's abusive for your children. They're being taught self-hate. They're being taught confusion. They're confused about their sexuality, about their gender. Uh, They are taught to just obey like robots. You don't question. You're not allowed to ask any questions. You do as we tell you to. So they are good little robots that they're building in there. And they're being taught all of this because then when that generation gets old enough to take control, they will have an entire generation of nothing but Marxists that are uneducated and have a very skewed view of the way things are. And they will achieve their ultimate goal of having complete control of this country and destroying it. Moore is an idiot (laughs) on a good day. Uh, He thought he was being very clever with his statement there. At the end of the day, we all know what's best for our children. I can tell you what's best for your child right now would be them not to be in the public school system if there is any way around it for you. I know that everybody's life dictates how how their situation is, but if you have the opportunity, if you can swing it, if you can get some grants and maybe some financial assistance with it, um... I would get them out of public school, get them out of the system, try to find a decent charter school because generally charter schools are free or if not, look into private schools that have programs that make it easier for you to pay for them to go there. I'm not a big fan of schools in general. That's why we homeschool our children because I think the entire system is corrupt. I I think it's been corrupt since its inception. And I think we have gotten to the level of corruption and that started... Uh, back in the 1980s with the Department of Education being formed. And that's where it took on a very, uh, <clears throat> it was very politically motivated after that. How to, how to inject politics into your kids' lives, how to sway them, how to groom them, how to change their opinions to get them to think the way that they would like them to. If you can... Get them out of the schools. It, it'll be better for you in the long run. I know it's a struggle. And the reason I know it's a struggle is because we do it. If I didn't do it, I couldn't say for sure, but I know for sure, yes, it could definitely be challenging, but there is a lot of help. There's a lot of support groups, a lot of good people out there that can help each other, and uh, your kid will get a better education than you could ever imagine because you can focus in on the things that are actually important. You could hone in on what do they truly need in this world? What type of education do they truly need? Not all the bull crap you never use. How much stuff did me or you learn in school that you never used again as soon as you got out of school, ever? They didn't prepare you for life. They they had an agenda. You're going to learn this in this grade. You're going to learn this in this grade. No, you got to prepare people for the next phase of life, which is becoming an adult and everything that that uh, includes. I, I loved when they used to have home ec for girls teaching girls how to cook and clean and sew and stay. It's amazing. These are things, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day, and this is a side story, but it's crazy. My son, I got some nice uh, snake leather. Oh, Pete is going to come after me now. I probably shouldn't say that. (laughs) I got some nice snake leather uh, dress shoes that I bought years and years ago when they fit me. You know, they no longer fit me, and uh, I kept them. I I don't know why. It's not like my foot's going to shrink, but... uh, I kept them anyways, and so my son found them in my closet one day and said, "Uh, hey, hey, Dad, well, what's up with those shoes? And I'm like, I don't know, what's up with them? And he's like, oh, kind of nice. Think I can have them? I'm like, yeah, sure, they're yours, take them. 
So now he dresses up in them, and one of them's all black and snakeskin. The other one's black and white, <clears throat> snakeskin, old, like we're all fashion looking. Anyways, uh, he wears them, and they're old. They've been in the closet for a long time, and the uh, sole comes off. Well, I put them aside, and I said, don't worry, we'll take them. We know a guy. I know a guy. Yeah. <clears throat> we know a guy that's a, uh, a shoemaker. for. He's 80 years old. He's been doing his whole life. And uh, he's the only one I could find. He, I know him. It's not like I look for anybody else. He's an hour and 10 minutes away from my house. He's a family friend. So I'm definitely going to send the shoes to him. It's not a question of that. But uh, he's the only guy, when you look it up, at least in our area, that actually repairs shoes. It's a, it's a dying art form. You know, these, these types of knowing how to knit and sew and crochet and, and all, how many girls do you know that don't know how to do it? It's insane. So that's why I think classes like home ec, it prepared you for real life. So you can sew stuff so you can fix things and repair things yourself sustaining. It was, it made sense. Nowadays, they don't teach you none of that at all. You know, we used to do automotive class and wood shop where you learn how to work with tools and you learn how to work with wood and you found out you're really good with it. Yeah, you know, maybe that was something you pursued in life. You know, maybe you were somebody that's doing handcrafted tables and furniture and sculptures out of wood that are beautiful. That you make a ton of money on because you have you have a gift, your hands, they're a gift for it. They don't, they don't even do it no more. You used to have auto mechanics so you could repair your own cars. I mean, simple stuff. Maybe you couldn't rebuild an entire engine, but you can certainly, oh, crap, the alternator's no good or the starter's no good. You could do minor repairs to your cars. Nowadays, most people look at cars and they shake their head. They have no idea. They can't do the simplest things like an oil change or, or changing the plugs and the wires. They have no idea what to do with cars. These are... Life lessons, that these are classes that prepared you for this. Now, you had an idea what you were doing. Nowadays, they just have an agenda and you're going to meet this agenda and you're going to learn a bunch of crap that you'll never ever use again after you leave here. You don't, they don't show you how to balance a checkbook anymore. When I was in school, you used to get a fake bank account and a fake checkbook to work with and you had to manage and balance your checkbook. I'm sure most of you did the same. I don't know how old you are, but I'm sure most of you did the same. They don't do that anymore. They don't teach kids. You should be teaching kids how does the stock market work? What what everything is, everything to do with the stock market, how to invest, how to make money. They should teach you how to balance a checkbook, how to stay on target, how to budget, what you need to save for retirement so that of the correct age, you don't need to worry about Uncle Sam and Social Security and all that crap. You have saved and done what you're supposed to do so you get to retire with a the right amount of money to live out the, to the end of your days peacefully. They should be teaching you all that, but they don't. You have people like Moore that are more worried about, let's make sure that these kids know that uh, uh, boys can be with boys, girls can be with girls, that, uh, what, what do they call it for pedophiles now? Love is love. Yeah, love is love, really. Love is a bullet. <laughs> like, I, uh, that's the kind of love that deserves a bullet. Uh, but that's, uh, that, that's what they're teaching them. They're not preparing them for the real world. They're indoctrinating them. They're only teaching them what they want them to know. And uh, we... we are going to pay the price for this in the future. So 
if you can homeschool your child, what you will teach your kid will be a, a million times more useful than what the school system is actually teaching your child. All right, Taiwan. Oh, God. I, I think we just gave Taiwan the green light. I mean, uh, China the green light to attack Taiwan. And basically saying that we will not stand by them. I mean, <laughs> we, we won't intervene, I guess, if China decides to retake the island. You know, with, with friends like us, who needs enemies, right? Taiwan's our friend. <laughs> All these countries that they they that we're supposed to be their friend with friends like us who needs enemies because we we do a good enough job destroying them on our own. I want you to hear it from uh, Blinken himself. On Taiwan, I reiterated the long-standing U.S. One China policy. Uh, that policy has not changed. It's guided by the Taiwan Relations Act, the three joint communiques, the six assurances. We do not support Taiwan independence. We remain opposed to any unilateral changes to the status quo by either side, we continue to expect the peaceful resolution of cross-strait differences. Most important part of that entire uh, segment there, we do not support Taiwan independence, which means you don't support a free Taiwan. So again, with friends like us, who needs enemies? You think that that was the green light China's been waiting for? I certainly do. If you don't support their independence, why the hell would you fight to help them keep it? Uh, You know, it's unfortunate, but the longer that the Biden administration is in power, the closer and closer we we are getting to a World War III level war in the world. He is pissing off everybody. Our allies, they're not our allies anymore because they feel like Biden's going to hang him out to dry, and he will certainly do that. Look what he did when he pulled out of Afghan. How many Americans got hung out to dry? He has no, if he can do it to us, if he does it to his own people, rest assured, he ain't worried about another country's people. He's not even worried about ours. He was too busy when they were bringing home the body bags of our troops that served over there. He must have had something to do because he kept looking at his watch. I guess there was somewhere better he had to be as commander-in-chief of the United States when they're bringing home his dead soldiers. I guess it was more important that uh, he got to his nap time because, God forbid, we don't want to interrupt that. Most days he calls a cap at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. He does about three or four hours worth of work, and then it's nappy time for Joe. Get him his little milk in his blanket and put him to bed. We are, we are inching closer and closer to a world-level war. I don't know what that looks like. <clears throat> I don't know how it'll play out ultimately. But what I do know is that if China does gain control of Taiwan, they are the superpower, period. They hold all the chips now, finally. Once you can uh, demand whatever you want from countries... Because you have a good that nobody else produces but that island. They can hold the entire world ransom. You're going to do what we say. Because this is what we have. And without it, you can't do anything. And the sad thing is, already knowing that, that all how important all of these microchips are uh, for the entire world, you would think that a smart person would have them trying to build that somewhere else. You would think maybe you'd open up some factories here in the United States and start developing it and like, let's get to it. We don't have much time. If it takes two or three or four years to get to a point where we're producing a solid microchip, let's get to it. But we didn't. So 
if that ends up happening, then just like the rest of the world, we are now uh, under China's boot. They can tell us, you can charge any price you want for it. You can tell us what you want done and you can start dictating to the entire world. So congratulations, Biden administration. You may have just handed over the world on a silver platter by not backing China, by saying that you do not support their independence. I am sure that was music to Xi's ears. I'm sure he was in there, even though he's probably never even seen an Irishman. I bet you he was doing the Irish jig in the office. He didn't even need to see him. It's just a feeling. He just started jumping around. Oh, we got him now. Get ready because we're going to take the island. Good job, Joe. You guys are doing just a great job, man. I mean, uh, all the way around. I mean, if, like I said, if, if you're going to be a screw-up, hey, go big or go home. You know, go all the way or nothing. I mean, you might as well be the biggest screw-up in the entire history of this United States. You might as well be. Because if we're going to go out with a bang, we might as well have the best of the worst in there while we're going out. We certainly do. Unbelievable. All right. A poll that was just recently out, a majority of voters believe Joe Biden took a $5 million bribe from Ukraine uh, in a recent Harvard-Harris X poll. The poll asked respondents, do you think that Joe Biden took a $5 million bribe when he was vice president, or is that a false charge? Overall, 57% said Biden took the bribe, while 43% say he did not. I don't know how comforting. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me read the rest for I give you my thoughts on this one, but... Uh, Uh, Among those who doubted whether Biden took the bribe, 72% of them were Democrats, 43% of them were independents, and 13% of Republicans say he did not. The majority of independents say Biden took a bribe, along with 28% of Democrats and 87% of Republicans. The poll sampled 2,090 registered voters from June 14th and 15th. The margin of error was not provided for this particular poll. Um... If you don't know what I'm talking about here, in June, the FBI provided Congress uh, with an FBI informant document that alleged Joe Biden accepted a $5 million bribe from Ukraine, um, the Burisma holdings. Since then, recordings have come out that back up up the document uh, through the recordings. So it's gotten to a point where I guess it was inevitable that somebody did a poll to ask whether or not uh, Joe Biden, people think that he took a bribe. Okay. Uh, The majority of people obviously do. 57 to 43. So more than half of America, via this poll, thinks that Joe Biden is that corrupt. Uh, How is he not being impeached (laughs) is my question. I mean, I understand it won't go through the Senate, but neither did Donald Trump's. So I, I think that what's fair is fair. We actually have some real concerning things here, real concerning allegations that seem to have some real merit to him. Why isn't he up for impeachment? What's the House waiting on? Why isn't the House doing anything about it? I just It just leads you to wonder. You know, they were quick to do it to Trump, but not to Biden. There was far less information with Trump. There was far less damaging information. And what they did have and what they presented was nowhere near as damning as what you're getting from Biden. But yet... No impeachment papers are being drawn up by the House, at least as far as we could tell. There are a couple people there making some noise, but for the most part, you're not seeing anything. Now, I know that ultimately it would do nothing. 
It's not like uh, the Senate's going to do anything about it. But if you impeach him in the House, then you could say just like you impeach Trump, then you could say you impeach Biden. And you might as well because, it to me, it's a lot more damning what he has hanging over his head than what Trump had hanging over his head. I mean, you got some very solid evidence here that's all backing itself up. There should be something going on. But, like we know, when it comes to when it comes to politicians outside of Trump, nobody pays the price. If it was Trump, you had this kind of evidence on Trump. If he had a son that was a hooker loving crackhead like Hunter, oh my God, Trump, it would be, it'd be over. You would never hear, they had nothing on the man for years, nothing. And all you heard was his name on mainstream media, my God, for everything. It didn't matter what it was for. If he was eating breakfast at a particular place or he decided to play golf on the weekend, that was a problem. It's never a problem that every single weekend they send uh, little Sleepy Joe home uh, to his little vacation spot. He works four hours a day. Trump was up tweeting. You wondered if the guy even slept. Starts tweeting at 3 or 4 in the morning. He's tweeting at 12 o'clock at night. Like, Jesus, does this guy even take a break? Does he even take a nap? This guy worked tirelessly day and night, night and day. Sleepy calls a cap after 3 hours. 9 o'clock, uh, you know, he's a little tired. We're, we're going to call it for today. Yeah, yeah, you don't want people to see what he's really like. And that's another thing. Are they ever going to invoke the 25th? Because if you're not going to use the 25th on this guy, what the hell are you going to use it on? I don't think there's any better candidate to use the 25th Amendment on. Uh, he is the guy. You, know, you have lost your marbles. You know, you don't even know where you are half the time. He says the most ridiculous things. Like what we talked about yesterday. <laughs> and some guy pulling up on the side of the road with a truck full of automatic weapons. <laughs> who, who in the hell has ever, ever seen something like that? Ever. Please reach out to me. Please tell me you've seen that before. I would love to know. In my entire existence on this planet, I have never seen that. And I know one thing, since I was a child, if you pulled up on the side of the road and you were selling people guns out of the back of your car, you were going to jail then and now. So I don't know why he's saying, you, oh, you're going to jail now. Oh, really? Because you weren't then? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you were then too. Th- this guy doesn't even know what day it is, what time it is. He doesn't even know what gender he is. <laughs> he probably wonders at nighttime, well, what's my name again? I don't, I don't. Oh, it's, it's, oh, it's Josephine, right. Uh, what happened to my, yeah. Like I said, if the 25th is not for him, I don't know who it's for. I don't know what we're hanging on to it for. I don't know what you're hoping to see. I don't know how much worse a president has to be than what Joe Biden currently is. I just don't know. At this point, you just shake your head. You don't, you have no idea how, I mean, you must literally have to walk out like a vegetable drooling on yourself and maybe, maybe, They'll impeach you there. I mean, they'll uh, invoke the 25th on you then. Maybe. That's bad because uh, he is one step away from coming out in a wheelchair, drooling on himself, mumbling. I mean, let's be honest. And nobody is saying anything about it. Trump, he goes because he's wearing dress shoes. And I don't know how many people own a nice pair of dress shoes. Uh, they don't grip real well. And especially if you're on a smooth, flat surface. Okay, when he trotted down the uh, the the uh, stage there, and they were saying, "Oh, hey, physically he's no good, and mentally I don't know if he can handle it." We should be talking about the 25th, but nobody's talking about it with Biden. The guy uh, during during his uh, uh, 
campaign. This is my wife and this is my sister. Oh, you switch sides on me. Actually, this is my wife and this is my sister. You can't tell the difference. When you look at them, you don't know who is who. Oh, Lord. Somebody call Corn Pop, please. Let's get Corn Pop on the phone, man. We got to talk to him. I'd like to meet him because he must be a legend. Where the hell is Corn Pop? He's a bad dude, right? I want to meet him. I want to see how bad Corn Pop was because I'm picturing Joe Biden hanging out with a bunch of pencil necks. I don't think Joe Biden knows what a bad dude is. I don't think he has any idea. I'd like to meet him. Where's Corn Pop? Somebody help me out. Jesus. That's all I got for you today. (laughs) That's my rant for this Tuesday. I, uh... If you'd like to reach out to me, littlejocc.com. Beyond that, have a beautiful Tuesday. We will do it again tomorrow.